What's up, everybody? We're back again with another edition of Beers on the Gridiron. I'm your host, Connor the Cat, with my co-host, as always, Tommy Tomatoes. Hey, how you doing? Uh, uh. And joined after a couple absences yep. is our cowboy aficionado, Matt Sunday. Thank you, guys. How you doing, Sunday? Welcome back. It's a little thrown off by that start. Usually, pause before tomatoes. Tomatoes, yeah. I gotta mix it up every now and then. I think it's just my. I think it's also my excitement of the mock draft. I just, I love doing it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Russian. In general. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, 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 in general. life. In life, actually, yes. I did it on my lunch break today. <laughs> I just I just love it for some reason. But um, yeah, so before we get into that, um, we got a few things to talk about. Yeah. Uh, we got we have some Cowboys trades that we kind of left out purposely last week because we want to get Sunday's take on it mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So um, then we got some Lamar stuff that's going on around the league and whatnot. Um, Aaron Rodgers stuff, which I'm, I'm not, I don't want to talk I, about. Honestly, there's no real movement on the Aaron Rodgers stuff. Um, like, I know there's been some tidbits out there, you know, Joe Douglas talking, um, the Packers talking, but, like, who really cares at this point? It's don't just care. like... I think now it's just more on what are the Jets trying to get... A, a, a draft pick back. back. Yeah, if he doesn't play, I'd be like... Yeah, that's what's holding it all up, just... Because because I saw I saw like a second round pick and like a second next year that turns into a first or something if he plays and I was like just do that like yeah. like just do it and be done with it because like okay if he doesn't play next year whatever um, and like move on this, yeah. this is only like just a like it's funny because you're using him as like an elite bridge essentially pretty much and. Your with what you're getting with that elite bridge is a possible Super Bowl contention. So go for it. Absolutely. You've been in the dumps for this long. Give Jets fans something to be excited about. Go for it. See if you can do it. If you can, great. If you can't, you tried. And you're still going to have a a pretty good roster with or without Aaron Rodgers to start over. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they'll probably end up dishing out like multiple picks to get another quarterback in there because you have such a great roster and they're such a young roster. Exactly. So they'll be able to compete for years to come. So they'll have, they'll have to fill that little they'll have to fill that void with Aaron Rodgers relatively exactly. quickly once he does retire. Exactly. So hey, you know what? Good position to be in. Yeah. Great roster and stuff like that. Glad to see the Jets back up on the board. Yeah. Um, at some at some point, uh, whenever the Aaron Rodgers thing does come to an end, yeah. no one will be happier than us and anybody else who watches closely at this game. Because even the NFL Network was like, we don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> We're just done with it. Uh, but shocking. Unfortunately, yeah. it's, uh, it's a going story. So yeah. the next thing that's going to come up is obviously the draft. So we'll see if it happens around then. And then if it doesn't happen then, you're talking July. Yeah. With like training camp and stuff like that. So it, it, It's got to happen before. Like they have to both, both sides. Like, again, right now it looks like the Jets are kind of the ones with, like, the hold up on the compensation. We don't know all the facts because we see stuff like this all the time. But um, I think both teams would prefer to get this done before the draft. Yes. Um, Even if, like, the draft picks aren't involved in this year, which I think one will be, but... You know, just to make it simpler, like yeah. you'd rather just be like, okay, well, here's one in in this draft, so yeah. we can both strategize um, and you know put this to bed. And but, the league's looking at this too. It's like everyone's probably just like, I'm not trading with the Packers yeah. ever because like everything just seems so complicated. It's like, like, 
Yeah. Oh my um, God, you're the. Worst. I, don't even, I don't even know if it's that complicated. Oh my God, dude. Jeez, you are. You are. You know what? You're very. You're very stern. Oh, you're, don't don't give them I, any flowers. I don't. I don't want don't to give roast them. Any you know? Flowers here. I don't want to roast them at the same time. Oh. You know what I mean? It's it's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yes. <laughs> it's frustrating. Um, but you know, you like you, you like your guys. You know, I, I get it. Um, it's a Jerry. You you are Jerry. You are Jerry. Yes, without a doubt. Jerry. So speaking of Jerry. Yes, big yes. Cowboys made some made some moves. Very nice moves. Yeah. Very one nice. one was like the it's about time. It's you know better late than never, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, he ended up making it. Brandon Cooks. Um, yeah. And honestly, there was all this buzz, Hopkins, all that. Leading into the trade deadline, Cooks was the guy. Cooks was the guy. That's why I was saying. I was like, why would that change? I remember like the trade deadline and stuff when it was coming time at like four o'clock. I was waiting for that notification for like the Cooks trade to happen to the Cowboys, but it never did. So, I, I literally said on the last pod, just briefly touching on it, I was like, why this didn't happen, you know, last year at the trade deadline, I have no idea. But, you know, again, better late than never. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So uh, they get an off season with him, get him acclimated and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, he's a good, he's a good player. He is. He, he, he's, he's, very he's a very, he's very underrated. underrated. You know what? I think I'm obviously going to Houston had something to do with that. Like where you know who gets talked about in Houston, or at least when a team is like doing very very poorly and there's no expectations. Like you can be a stud there, but no one really cares. And like you know, Brandon Cooks like quietly puts up a thousand yards. Like even I was like wondering. Nice. And like, cause I like, I've always liked Brandon Cooks, and you know, the last like few years, like he's even been forgotten in my mind, like fantasy relevancy. Like he's like, you know, maybe a streamer, but like I'm thinking, I'm like, you know, it's like, is he like, is he like, is he like, you know, Cook? He's a little bit older, but I was like, he's not. He's like 29. Yeah. So he's still, you know, he's on the older end, but sure. like. I'm like, oh wow, you know, he's been in the league for so long. I would have thought he's like 32. Right. Well, this and is then, team, right? And then, yeah, I think so. Right. Saints, Rams, Patriots, Texans. Was there another team in there? No, it's a fifth team. Yeah. Well, I just said four. Yeah. Okay. Oh, now, yeah, now, now Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't think, um, I don't think so. Saints, Rams, Patriots, Texans. Cowboys. I don't think there is. Yeah, I don't think there is. I think there's just for five. Yeah. But um. But needless to say, like, you know, I was like thinking, I was like, oh, you know, but is he, is he still the player that he was? He's consistent. He, he, is. he you know, he's a thousand yard guy, mm-hmm. um, you he's know, with. guy in fantasy football who always somehow gave me 15 points. Yeah. 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 You don't think about it. Yeah. You don't yeah. think about it. But, he did so many different things too as well. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, he's like another one of those guys. And actually it's a, kind of a big sticking point in this year's draft too, is there's a lot of like those smaller guys that you're like. Oh, he's he's a slot guy. Where it's like, no, he can play outside. He's a deep threat. He's got an extended route tree. Like that, you know. Obviously, he's not your contested catch guy, but you're seeing that sort of like that's not as big of a focus as it once was. <laughs> um, so he can do a lot there. You gave up really nothing to get him. Similar to the Amari trade. Um, but uh, yeah, what I mean, what are your what are your overall thoughts? I, I like it. Yeah, yeah. He's a good veteran presence. I think he's gonna help with the CD Lamb. Definitely take a lot of the pressure off of him. Yeah, 100. And now we just need Michael Gallup to stay healthy, get more consistent. Maybe Jalen Tolbert take a step second year. And 
It, it might be hard for him to because there's, you know, so many, you know, options. I'm worried he's going to fall into a Rieger situation, but at the same time, you never know. He, like, he could thrive in the position that he's in right I, now. I feel like he steps up into, I'm hoping that... Uh, Cedric Brown. Noah Brown. Noah Brown. Cedric Wilson. Noah Brown. I like it. Yeah, but, but, but again, that's kind of what's expected, and that's important. Like, it's yeah. a... It's a Zach Pascal, like it's you know they're not the flashy guys, but they're the guys that like that hurts me. Hey, every now and then, replaceable. I'm gonna miss him. But though. yeah, he I, was absolutely. he was such a great locker room presence mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I know he only had like 200 yards on the season, stuff like that. But great blocker yeah. as a wide receiver and stuff like that, and also just a fun guy to be around for yeah. the locker room. And when you got two thousand yard guys, I mean, what yeah, I know, yeah. I know, I know. But, but yeah, so I mean, um, but this is about the Cowboys. Yeah, so, yeah. so like, uh, yeah, I mean, exactly what you said. Like, I think it was a good, a good move for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought this up a couple of times now. Um, like, the Cowboys somehow, you know, still have this window where, you know, each year is different. Like, you know, like, like a year ago, they were, you know, one of the Super Bowl favorites, and you know, they kind of back off and jump back up where they're still like, you know, top 10, like a top 12 team, like mm-hmm. expected um, in there. Um, and as long as they have that, they got to keep going for it. Sure. So they got to make th- these types of moves. And obviously that's a super cost effective move. They, they, cause the other big thing was his cap hit, which, you know, that was worked out. structured. Yeah. Like, I don't know how they did it because Texans are paying some of the his, salary. Cause his cap hit was huge. Huge. Yeah, I think it was in um, the 20s, right? Something like yeah. that, yeah. That's not, that's not that crazy. I mean, yeah. for the Cowboys, sure. for their cap situation to take on. Yeah, yeah but yeah. It, it's 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 manageable because you could just, you know, you can find ways around. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, they, they cut Zeke and um, he's going to come back. They move some stuff around, maybe. That's my big, that's my big prediction. He's going to find out that he's not going to get what he wants in the open market. And he's going to take less money to go back to the Cowboys. Maybe. Uh, I can definitely see that. But um, I know you're happy. But yeah, so <laughs> I, I just uh, I do not see. Oh, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. Sirianni just spoke on it today. He's okay. like, we're happy with all the running backs we have in our room. Um, even like reporters from Philly, they checked in with like their sources from the Eagles. No offer has been made. No contact's been made. None of the teams. Like that. None of the teams made offers. That's just teams that he wants yeah, to play yeah, for. Yeah. None of those teams made offers. And it's also just trying to drive up his interest. Yeah. You know, it's all it's trying to yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah, but the Eagles are not. Um, but yeah, so Cook's good move. Um, the other big move, obviously, was Stephon Gilmore. That is um, my favorite out of the two. Oh, yeah. That is my hands down favorite pickup. I know we were driving in a Devils game and stuff like that on the when it happened. And you were like a little like reserved. I think the right right term I should use, but the guy's still good. Um, I think PFF had him as the grade as like the number three or four overall coverage graded corner last year. Uh, 32 years old, so same age as Slay. But he can still play. And he's still like, you know. Like a Pro Bowl type of quarterback, I don't know if he's like an All Pro anymore, but he's still he's still he's a player. And and my whole thing again with what I just said about the whole window, it's these are the moves that you want them to do. Like why yeah. wouldn't they do something like that? There's other teams that like maybe on the come up or something like, and I'll just say perfect world like you know Caps whatever like the Giants who need another cornerback. This move wouldn't make sense for them. This would be no. kind of like a 
desperation, like, no, 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 you're trying to jump the gun. Yes. The Cowboys, this is like, okay, you're adding that other piece where for the most part on each layer, like you're, you're solid. Like you might be better than you were a few years at one position group and not as good, you know, in others like offensive line, sure. but you're still at least so like, I think across the board, there's no glaring weakness. Like you're at least solid and then maybe others you're really good, but like yep. solid across And they the set board. themselves nicely, it goes to the draft, they can go BPA. They don't have to reach for a need or anything like that, which is just like what the position everybody wants to be in and stuff. So you're right from that aspect. Sure, the offensive line's not as good as it used to be, but they are, they're, they're, they're still, they're, and, they're still and they're still good yeah. enough. They're yeah. like, like again, you know, Taken from someone who's dealt with a horrific offensive line for years. Sure. Like, the difference between a mediocre line yeah. is like if you're if you're middle of the pack, I'll take that every day of the week. Yeah, like, I know it was really yeah, bad yeah, watching yeah, like yeah. the Giants football over the last couple of years. Well, not last year too much, but you know the years before that and stuff. Yeah. This isn't going to be like an Eric Flowers situation or something like that, but no, it has taken a step back in regards to talent on the offense. Yeah, but still good enough to be, you know, middle of the pack and even top end of the. For sure. Yeah, for sure. My opinion, as long as Zach Warren is there. I mean, yeah. You know. So you got to be happy going into this season. Yeah. 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 Percent. Yeah. Yeah. That was such a great move because I love that pickup. And, and two, I mean, for you, fit, like I think, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I don't understand NFL trades. Yeah, I know. Um, but. Like, yeah, and now this year is the question of McCarthy, which, but that's what you want it to be. You want you want it to be like, okay, now there's no excuse. Like, there's no, like, what else could it be that's not working? It's like, now it's like, hey, like, we've given you all this. Like, now it's on you. You're, you, you sent Kellen Moore packing. You're taking over play calling duties. Like, now you're giving me... Oh, like it's the perfect stage for me to be like, oh, you're the reason that we're doing good, or you're the reason that we're doing. I mean, well, not you know. The I know you're saying that you're doing good, and but I like, totally agree with that. We both share the same feeling yeah. on McCarthy and stuff. Yeah, I think even you do too as well. Yeah, and, and because look, like last year and years past, um, even when the Cowboys had really good rosters, is what can Jerry do to push them over the edge? And he's kind of failed at that. Even though we can still say that, you know there's times where they should have gone farther regardless, but like now, like they've done everything that you've wanted them to do. Like similar to like what, you know, me and Sunday are big Rangers fans in, in hockey. Ooh. And like <laughs> this year, what they've done is like, you know, whether they win it all or not, they've left no stone unturned where I can't be like, well, what else could we have done? Sure. Like they've added everybody where I'm like, you tried. Like, there's years where I'm like, well, we should have done this. We should have done that. This is like, you know what? We've added every. If we don't win it, then it's not for a lack of trying. Right. And that's where I feel like the Cowboys are right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a, a terrific comp, like a comp or comparison right there. I like that. I like that a lot. All right. So, you want to, like, dive into a little bit of Lamar news and stuff like that? Which, yeah. um, you know, I think... Actually, great play by him to release that tweet knowing John Harbaugh wasn't coming, was gonna come up to the podium and stuff like that. Harbaugh's gotta be pissed, yeah. but you know, hey, you know what, you gotta do what you gotta you do. Gotta do you what know? you gotta do. Exactly, so how do you guys see this playing out? You think he's gonna be a Raven next year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, regardless if he sits out, which doesn't benefit him, like it's a really horrific situation. And 
again, like I respect not having an agent, but get an agent. Get an agent. Get an agent. Because yeah. like this whole situation is screwed. And I feel bad for Lamar because of the Deshaun stuff. I mean, obviously it affects a lot of people, but like especially Lamar, because Lamar doesn't deserve the ridicule where Deshaun like Deshaun gets all this money right. for, you know, this. And I'm not saying Lamar deserved the Deshaun money, but, like, of course, like, he has every right to be like, well, yeah, no, I do want more money because look at this, because that's what contracts are based on. Yeah, it's yeah. comps. Like, yeah. you, that's what you bring, and that's what teams bring. And, like, right. well, you know, this guy did this, and he's getting paid that, sure. so you haven't done that, so you're not getting paid this. Everybody in the league knew it was a problem. As soon as exactly. Deshaun got that contract, everyone knew it was a problem. And I kind of give credit to Ursay. Do you see what Ursay said today? What? He, like, you know, he has no filter whatsoever. No, 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 no. He basically said, I'm not giving out a guarantee like just went out and said it and I'm sure the owners feel that way but they're not going to say it but Ursay has you yeah, know, auctions no are expensive man like, yeah. <laughs> but uh fair fair but the, the the thing is Lamar has zero leverage yes zero I'll keep tagging you because <laughs> yeah, well that's the thing it's yeah. like it's like it's not like oh I requested a trade like great Cool. Well, great. We tagged you. Yeah. We're not rescinding the tag. So we're not going to trade you and negotiate. Like if teams want to offer you a contract and we feel that we're not going to pay that and, you know, we'll take the two first round picks. Great. Right. Um, or if they offer you a contract that we've already offered you and comfortable with, we'll match it yeah. and then we'll move forward. But you're not going anywhere. And then if he decides to sit out, Look what happened with Le'Veon Bell. I know it's a different, like, different position, which one is the most valued and the other one's the least valued. Sure. But Le'Veon got essentially locked out of the league. He hurt himself, yeah. He locked out, he got locked out of the league because and it's the same situation. And he stole money from the Jets. Yeah. And I and now again, like Lamar's 26, and I'm not saying that Lamar's gonna get locked out of the league and this is the last yeah. scene of him. But you're put in a position where it's like hey at the end of the day and again if you had an agent they would say your best course of action is to play this year yeah and or or let's sign a contract whatever didn't he tweet that he was offered like a three-year 150 million dollar contract or something like that i don't even i think he was it was i fully, thought that it was, was fully years guaranteed ago. too or something like that and he said no and didn't want it and it's like oh, lamar you probably yeah, should have yeah, yeah. yeah. taken that yeah that's the real tough part about not having an agent agent yeah, voice here it's, it's him and his mom that are yeah, going which again is also we've seen this across sports keep your family out of it yes. because like i see it all the time like in you know it, it, the major sports boxing it happens a lot where you know the dad's the manager and you know sometimes you know sure it can work out but sometimes it just it just hurts you like, yeah I, I i i just i i get like i get the like power move of it but at a certain point when you get in a situation like this it just screws you further absolutely so and it's, look, um, it's looking like it is yeah because know. again he has no leverage and as much as yeah the ravens are probably like well, crap, yeah, we need a quarterback, and, you know, we'd like it for it to be one of the best quarterbacks in you, but if not, we'll move on. Then, yeah. like, once we move on, that's it. And then, but nobody's going to trade for him because... Nobody can. Yeah. Nobody nobody can trade for him. They have to offer him a contract. 
Yeah. That's the whole thing. And, and, and these, owners, these owners are soft. These general managers are soft. They know what he's looking for and stuff like that. So I'm sure he's looking for something astronomical. Otherwise, he would have been dealt. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, but like, I, I, again, like, the whole... He needs to come back to Earth. The whole, the whole um, like, collusion against him, which is messed up, but at the same time, it's like, the reasoning behind it is, like, a couple weeks ago, teams were like... Hey, we feel like every contract that we're going to offer him, yeah. the Ravens are going to match, and we don't want to do the legwork for the Ravens. Sure. Like, we don't want to go through this process not to get him. You like, know what I think is going to trigger this? Hurts, Herbert, and Burrow are going to trigger this. Once their deals start coming in, and he's going to start seeing that, like, okay, they're not getting like you know these fully guaranteed contracts, then it'll it'll be like a trigger for Lamar. Yeah, I think at least. Yeah, but now it's like. Again, like you didn't want it to get to this point where it became ugly because before like yesterday, I mean, well, even before like the last couple of weeks and stuff, like, yes, it gets kind of ugly, but that's just how negotiations go. It happens all the time and people forget real quick. So yeah. it's like, whatever. But now with the, oh, I requested a trade, which again, doesn't mean anything doesn't because mean. you're tagged. Yeah. Um, but like now it's like, how do you repair that relationship and like go in with no distraction? Like it's a, it's just a big mess. Yeah. Really. I um, think he's gonna end up being a Raven too as well. I think he's I just don't see any other, you know, like, do I, like, if I was in charge of other teams, select teams, would I do it? Like for instance, the Washington Commanders, like a hundred percent I would go after that, especially the commanders looking around like their division, like they're like, okay, I have Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, even Daniel Jones. I'm the only one without a quarterback. Yeah, I have Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. Like, yeah, and my roster, on top of being the like the worst quarterback in there, my roster is also the worst. What could possibly like make Go this wrong. situation yeah. better for me? Yeah, maybe go after a top five quarterback that's available. Sure. Oh, give up two first round picks? Cool. We're gonna use one on a running back they're, anyway. They're probably. in a weird, like, kind of situation. They are. Because they're trying to, like, sell the team and stuff like yeah. that. And of course, there's bids in for that team from a yeah. Canadian billionaire, yeah. I forget his name. It's, it's like an Astro. Steve Astro. Josh, uh, Josh, who owns the Sixers and the Devils, he put a bid in too, as well, for it. I know, I just saw earlier there's a new group coming out that has like Magic Johnson. Yeah, that's with Josh. Yeah, that's with Josh. I could see, if they if they were to sell the team, I could see Magic Johnson pushing. I can, but I think that's gonna trigger it. But what is he gonna, like, okay. And yeah, it's true, yeah. I know, I know, I know. Once that gets gets through like the, you know, the ringer where they they sell the team and stuff like that, then we'll see what happens. Like if the owner pushes for that. That would be the best possible thing if they get Magic in there. Absolutely. I don't want to deal with Lamar. I don't, but it's just, you know, probably makes the most sense for him to go there. Yeah. And again, it doesn't have to go far. But this, like, and, you know, I just said it, but like, this is the crappy thing is like, I feel like he's getting demonized for a situation that was initially out of his control with Deshaun because now it's already too far gone where he's just like, again, like, I know my worth. And if he's worth that, like, like I, I I'm worth like if 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 not that like his, I think he's made it clear he hasn't asked for like that contract but still a lot yeah like 
like, no, I don't want to back down. And they're like, well, this is a one-off. And I was like, well, you know, still, I don't, if it's a one-off, I'm not asking to go higher than him or beat his contract, but yeah. I still want a big contract. And it's, and on the flip side, I'm like, oh, I'm still not giving you that big of a contract. Like, I think the I, second highest guarantee right now is Kyler, Kyler or Kyler. Russell. Is it Russell? Is Kyler? I think they're at like almost identical numbers. So like, I don't know. I don't know. I I think one of these quarterbacks that are due to get paid are going to get like 200 guaranteed. Something like that and overtake that. So like I said, I think the selling of the Washington Commanders and also these other quarterbacks that are in line to get paid are going to start triggering that kind of, you know, effect on, on Lamar. So, you know, what about you? You think the Sunday, by the way. Sunday, what about you? Do you think uh, Lamar's going to be a Raven? Uh, I think he's going to be a Raven. Yeah. Yeah. A very disgruntled Raven, but he will be a Raven. Yeah. Sure. Well, now, here's the thing. Hit me with it. Can they... What's the negotiate... Like, what's the signing process like? So, let's just say, you know, he plays out the tag. Mm -hmm. Do they have to, like... When can they extend? Can they extend him throughout the year? Because I know, obviously, okay, July. Well, yeah. So July, that's the normal. Cause yeah. That was the DAC thing too. Um, I think any tag is July. Yeah, but I'm saying so they have to wait until the end of the calendar year to yeah, extend. So man, he needs to get patient. So yeah, you can't you can't extend him until what February? Yeah, yeah, or March when the new league year begins. Yeah, because for that, but because like, yeah, he can't afford to like sit out because if, if, he, if, he, if he sits out, I'm like your value, you just crushed your value. And by the way, Lamar, you had an MCL injury last yeah, year, that's you had a the, the rest yeah. of the year, so things happen in this league yep. where like you know you could devalue yourself, and you get hurt, and stuff like that. Yeah. So you know, like I get the whole bet on yourself type of thing, like that most. Not most athletes, but some athletes do. You're a running like, quarterback. Huge risk. Get that. Yep. Get that guarantee. Yep. Like lock yourself yep. up. Yep. You got the guarantee from the NFL. Yep. You got endorsements. All that kind of Make stuff. Make sure you're good for the rest of your life. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean that's <laughs> yeah that's it for now. On, on anything else around the oh, Well, there's a few owners meeting stuff. So the Eagles proposed jersey number of zero that got actually approved. Which is awesome. Yep. And sorry. also the Eagles. Yeah, I know. True. That's the only two positions that couldn't do it. And also the Eagles proposed a, instead of an onside kick, a fourth and 20 scenario that you can do. Um, that is actually still that's in the works. That's what they do. That's yes. Yeah. That's actually still in the works right now. The, the owners just want a deeper discussion on it before they approve it. So it still might be approved, but I don't know. They have fourth and fifteen. We were talking about this uh, off air last time. They have fourth and fifteen in the XFL, and I was like, if you do that in the NFL, you have to do at least twenty because yes. fourth and fifteen is far too many. The Eagles did do fourth and fifteen last year. That got denied, so they moved it up to five yeah. yards or back to five yards. Yeah, you got to make it like, yeah, yeah. You can't it's still like, doable, but like, doable, you know, but like against you because like onside kicks, like what the success rate is like. Less than less than five percent. Like I mean, probably like definitely. I mean, it's definitely less than five percent. But it's I like, see what you're saying. But like I, honestly, yeah, probably because you want to you want to maybe pump that up a few percentage, but you don't want it to be like a forty percent success rate. Sure. Like, that just changes the entire makeup of the game. Sure. Where like that's why how it's many crazy teams, when somebody succeeds at it. Because yeah. exactly, but like when you see onside kicks, the end of the game, 
you're going to see this like, if it's, you know, you're going to see this all the time. Yes. Like, you're going to see a team up 14 nothing. like, hey, let's just put it down their throats. And Absolutely. Like, in the beginning of the second quarter. Absolutely. Like, you're going to see that, which, you know, that can be fun, but at the same time, that changes game plans completely. It'll change the makeup of, you know, the game. Yes. yes. Start of the second quarter. Yes. 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 Exactly. I love how we created that, by the way. It's such a great thing. I actually started watching <laughs> yeah, games right I now. I yes. <laughs> I started watching it. I think we, we brought that up. Maybe I don't know what week it was. It might have been. It, it was, was the Chargers. The uh, Chargers. Well, Chargers Raiders. No, was, well, I think it was that game, but I forget what week it was. But either way, after that game, I started watching games and being like, okay, when do when strange garbage time? I'm gonna gonna kick into this game, which is which is awesome. I think it's just. Uh, great little spin that we have all Miriam games and stuff like that so uh, before we get into our first mock draft um, out of a few more till the draft we got four weeks until the draft as of yesterday um, they also denied reviewing roughing the passer penalties which I think is just atrocious atrocious um, and also there was one more thing I think I can't remember but either way that was the league meeting news and the problem with the roughing the passer is the definition because that's why they can't review it because by definition they can say well that's still roughing the passer that's a rhythm they have to make it a more like well they have to change the rule itself and make sure. it like super focused like this is what you want and they have to go back on a few things like you know what like could this defender do anything differently no like there are times when there's excessive force where we see it on non-calls where we're just like that he didn't have to do that where you can call that but there's other times where we see a guy where it's like what else are they supposed to do or we saw um actually in the giants game last year jalen smith he wrapped up the quarterback and let go and the play continued and you know nothing happened but it was like it was almost like he was scared to do anything and i was like well you know what like make it blow the whistle yeah then if you want it like i don't know blow the whistle if he's like you know getting not like two hand touched, but like getting right. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. You're just trying to find a way to like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's I, I get it. It, it, it is. It's, it's such a struggle. And the thing that keeps popping in my mind, I don't know if you guys remember the Falcons Bucks game last year. Of course. The Grady Jarrett yeah. one where he kind of like, not even like rough Tom Brady to the ground, but he still got the call on him, which actually cost it at the end of the freaking game. It did. Yeah. It so. happened multiple times last year. We were just like, what is going on? The Brandon Graham one on uh freaking Heineke on the Monday yeah, that, night game. That one, oh, that one was Lord. huge. Like, yeah. like there, the Chris, there was a Chris Jones one too. Like yeah. I think it was on Joe Burrow. I, I forget, but, um, but yeah, like, it's just like, what are these guys supposed to do? They're, they're fighting. 340 pound men right. to get to do their job to get to the quarterback before that is released. And they're getting pushed around, like pushed into their momentum is like they're going full speed. Like, how are they supposed to like it's like there's some situations where it's physically impossible for the defender to impede himself to make the tackle that you want to do. Yes. And what if you want to get rid of sacks, like you're just ruining the game. Yep. Like I just yeah, 
Uh, probably something that's going to be addressed next year when we see more atrocious calls yeah, and stuff yeah, like right. that. Because it's inevitable that it's yeah. going to happen because we do need to start reviewing these type of calls yep. because they're game changers yeah. and not in a good way. Yeah. Um, okay, guys. With that said, you want to get to our first mock draft of the year? Oh, you got to – Just real quick. Okay, go okay. No, no, go ahead. What they can do right, hit me. that I think would actually help it a little bit to start off, don't make it a 15-yard penalty. Who do you want to make it? Make it a five-year. So no personal foul. No personal foul. Okay. Like st- maybe just start with that. Okay. Before you like, and you can go back, test it out. Where because again, fifteen-yard penalties, that just changes the drop. Like okay, so should like should it be like a five-yard penalty and a loss of down? I'm cool with that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, no, I, don't I don't know, know the answer. I'm, I'm just saying yeah. like something where it's like. Without review, because they can always find a reason to be like, no, this is still roughing the passer. Yeah. Like, it's not a 15-yard penalty where it's just so, like... And also, pass know. interference needs to be reviewable, too, as well. I don't know if that is yet. That's probably not. But that needs to be reviewable as well, because I see just these calls being thrown out there and stuff like it, that. It's so... It's just... Yeah. Just fire everywhere. It's, I, I love the game. I'm very passionate about the love of the game and stuff like that. I can't get enough of football, but... It does take the pleasure out of the product that's getting put on the field. I were every time, like last year, every time, like the, and this is like, you know, well, both sides of the ball, the Giants scored or they get a stop, and you guys are the same way. It's, I don't celebrate. I don't celebrate. Oh, I'm, like, no. I'm like, wait, 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 yeah. wait. Till wait. the clock hits zero, yeah. I'm not celebrating. Well, not even the clock hits zero till I yeah. see like them getting ready to line up for the next mm-hmm. play or like whatever uh, and move on. I'm, I'm always waiting for that flag. What could have possibly gone wrong? Oh, legal man downfield. Yeah. You know, he stepped over Holding, the line. Uh, something. Oh. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah. I mean, let's just talk. I, well, no, we already talked about legal man downfield. Let's get uh, the Well, we both are big like victims of that. Because, get it out of the yeah. game. Yep. Yep. Ugh. That, that, that's a good point too as well. That needs to be brought up too. Like it has to be egregiously downfield. Like I've never seen more illegal man downfield calls than last year. Yeah, give me like a five yard buffer from the line of scrimmage. Like, is that yeah. okay? Is that like like even three yards? Just like play? just like defenders and wide receivers, like with the contact, like five yeah. yards, like right. Because half majority of the time you're seeing guys like getting twisted around. They you know step a yard over if that, and they'll even notice and jump back and the. And the play's other side of the field uh, has no impact. No on impact on the, on the play whatsoever. If it's yeah. a negative or positive play or anything, but they're still called. That's what I would like to see, too, is less of, like, if if it's holding on the other side of the field or something like that. If it does not have an impact on the play, don't call it. Correct. Like, just don't Correct. call it. Yes. I don't want to see a holding yeah. call on a receiver that's on the other side of the field. And look, if it's a trap play or something like that, and the guard's getting pulled and he's holding somebody, sure. Yeah, yeah and, and, and if, it, if it's close enough, fine. Like, if it's close enough where in reason where you can be like, well, you know, he still could have maybe made a play downfield or something, fine. But if it, has, yeah. if it is so far away from the play, just stop. Agreed. Agreed. Couldn't agree yeah. more. Yeah, totally agree. Sunday. Um, Said it all, man. Awesome. Love to hear it. <laughs> all right. You guys ready for mock draft time? Let's do all it. right. So um, we're going to we're gonna do this. So we're probably going to do a few more before the draft starts and whatnot. So I'm going to write down all the names that we pick in our selected spots so that we don't go over the same name twice, you know, because they are different prospects that, you know, every team's interested in. I don't need to explain to you guys. I'm just throwing this out there on the mic. All right. So Sunday, you're on the clock. Number one, it's going to go to Connor next and then me. And we're going to go like a little clockwise circle here. So Sunday, 
Uh, one on the clock, Panthers. Who are they selecting? CJ Stroud. CJ Stroud, okay. Okay, okay CJ Stroud, I like it. You think that's just the perfect fit for them? Yes. Yeah. I think that he's the most pro ready. He has a size. He was in even that Ohio State Georgia game, watching what they love, but watching what CJ Stroud did was very impressive. And I think that Bryce Young is going to have a great future, but I think that CJ Stroud is the best overall quarterback. In this draft. I don't blame you. Like I see CJ Stroud going there too as well, but I kind of do struggle with like the whole like Anthony Richardson type of thing too as well. So I think he could also go here, especially with the new regime coming in. They do have time where they could have a quarterback sit behind Andy Dalton, for example, for a little bit till he gets like a little bit more pro ready and stuff. But if you're looking for that guy to step in there, be starter day one, CJ Stroud makes a lot of sense for me. Yeah, I mean, um, and I'll get into my next pick in a second, but I think oh, and no trades, by the way, guys. Yeah, yeah, we're not doing trades, but uh, it's too complicated. I think C.J. Stroud is sort of like, and there's an argument he could be the best quarterback in this class, but I also also think he's the safest, Um, and I I also think Bryce Young is is safe. Uh, he just has the obvious concerns about size sure. where like, I think it's like overrated at times, but at the same time is like, you know, you see comparables and you also worry about the health, you know, taking a hit. Now he doesn't really get hit because no. he, he has that elusive like pocket presence, um, which again, you know, it's different at the NFL level. He's um, got good talent in Alabama. Yeah. To, you know, we're talking about Bryce, Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just sure. okay. But I think CJ Stroud's got the size. Like you can expect, like a, a pretty safe floor with. Like I mean, you know, like every year, no quarterback is safe from like being a bust. Like no one is. But just in terms of like what he can give you, like if if he busts. Like, I think there's degrees of bus. Like, there's your Jamarcus Russell bus. Um, but then you have, like, the – the, like, like, like a Geno kind of bus. Well, like, yeah. That, round, that, not that that's a little weird. Like that's a, a little different from – like, you're right with what you're saying, but I'm saying more like – um, like a like a Baker or a Darnold bus where it's like, hey, he clearly wasn't ex- wasn't what you expected, but he can still play to an extent. Like, you know, he may not be the guy that you want being your franchise guy, but a guy that you're like, you know what, we can we can potentially win games with him. Yeah, like Jamarcus, for example, that's the bust of bust where it's like you can't have him out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that, right. and again, everybody is susceptible to that. Right. But I think C.J. Stroud has that floor level where you're at least getting a guy where he can play and potentially win you games. Yes, so, agreed. When was the last time an Ohio State quarterback was selected a one, huh? Yeah. 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 Probably I mean, never. <laughs> I, I hate the whole, like, I, I look at every every individual prospect as an individual. I hate the whole, like, well, he's an Ohio State quarterback. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I know. I see I'm like, I'm like, I'm like – Look, I don't look at the track record of past Ohio State quarterbacks or any team any team that has something like that. It's a different different player, different guy, different player, yes. you, different team, different coaches around them. You never know how it works out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And going back to what you just said, even if I did pick Young, though, 
When was the last time in Alabama? That's a good point, too. Also true. Yeah, that's a good I mean, point. To a, you know, to a would have if Burrow didn't have that year. but That's true. Um, but, yeah, so that brings me to number two at the Texans, and I have them going. Bryce Young, easy easy decision yeah. on that end. I mean, uh, Bryce Young is as dynamic as they come. Uh, he's got the arm. He's got the decision-making, and he's got that elusive uh, – like, again, he, he obviously is a runner. Like, he can run. But what I like about him is his – he has that sort of Kyler, like, he'll never get in trouble in the pocket. Um, like if he's got pressure, good luck sacking him, good luck touching him. And he can do his best work or not. Actually, I shouldn't say he can do his best work, but he can do really good work outside of the pocket, but he's great inside the pocket. The questions are, you know, size and everything, but outside of that, there's really no weaknesses. He's got an elite arm. He's got great vision, great. Uh, IQ, he can make tight window throws. He's he got everything so calm, he wants. Too. That's the thing. Yeah, he's he always calm all the time. He's it, it's kind of weird because like you know the talk always you know with him and CJ Stroud crept into it a little bit throughout this past year um, and even the year prior. But Bryce Young was always the guy. Um, but I feel like he's kind of like a little bit of the shine has gone a little bit you know quieter on him. And he's all kind of become like underrated at a certain aspect, but like he he has so much talent. Like he does, he does. Like, I do worry about like you said it before with the size and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I do worry about the weight too as well because he's going to have like full grown men sure. hitting him, not just you know college college guys that may or may not make the NFL and stuff like that. So that does worry me a little bit. Yeah, but I think that once he gets like you know his feet wet in the NFL and stuff like that, his but, but he's so young. Yeah. His body is going to, you know, it's, it's going to be all right at the end and, of the day. And the thing is, too, and, like, now us as fans and, and uh, you know, anyone really, the most important thing is your team winning football games and creating a culture and, you know, a, a winning franchise. But at the same time is, especially for teams that have been in the dumps for so long, like, management-wise, you gotta you got to sell excitement. This guy's excitement. Like, yes. Like, you know, another prospect on here. Uh, well, you know, I'll just say, like, Don't for example. Back? Yeah, like, I mean, like, you know, I mean, not, not really the other two, because the other two still have, like, something there that's, like, kind of exciting. But, like, even, like, Will Levis, um, who I think could be a good quarterback in this league. I think he he's, can, too. He's, he's built like G.I. Joe. He really he's is. got sort of that Josh Allen vibe to him where, like, you know, goes to the right coach. He can be a – he can turn into a star. Um, but, like, he doesn't have, like, the – Bryce Young at least has that, like, you know what, at the very least he's going to make, like, watching Houston games exciting. He's not going to give you the – what you see throughout most of the league. He's going to give you some of those – like, just, like, perfect example is the Bears or Justin Fields this past year. Bears weren't good. You know, Fields had, you know, some ups and downs, but then he does those burst 50, 50 yard runs. Yeah, I saw like, against the Birds. You're like, hey, you know what? Like, at the very least, this guy's exciting and he makes games exciting. And you got to sell that too for a team that's and down you the almost, dump, like, so. you almost like, I don't know if like, you, you, know, you guys probably watch the Bears in the same way I did. You watch Justin Fields do these things and you're just like, if they surround him with just like average talent. Yeah. 
He's gonna take off. And and again, we're we're Fields fans, so we actually believe he will Sunday's get better. Not. I know, but <laughs> but we we believe that he will get better. But that's even besides the point. Right. It's just like you know, watching most of the Bears games, you're like, oh, it's dull. It, even if they lose, or like you know, Justin Fields throws a couple bad picks. It wasn't dull because he bursts, he keeps them in games with his feet. And, like, right. at the very least, Young can do the same, at least at the end, and you expect them to get better. But I, I, I like, I, I think it's a no brainer pick. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, nothing more to add there. Covered a lot there. Um, we're going to go back to back Alabama picks in this one. So I think uh, the, with the Cardinals on the clock, Jonathan Gannon there at the helm. Uh, being head coach, he saw what he was able to do with Hassan Reddick last year as a pass rusher and how he was able to wreck games. So I think they're going to take Will Anderson here at number three. Um, could could be a trade-back opportunity for them too as well to collect more picks. And I think they can get Will Anderson probably maybe a little bit late, like, eh, not too much later, but a little bit later. But pro-ready edge rusher, huge guy. What is he, 6'5", 260, yeah, like something a, like that. Uh, I think his pro, uh, pro comparison on NFL.com, as I was looking up yesterday, was DeMarcus Ware. Mm, yes. That's, that's Which would – Sure it is. Sure it is. But, you know, I mean, he does have You're all the attributes. You're comparing styles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he does have all the attributes to be that type of pass rusher and to be like a – I think he's good, probably going to be, in my opinion, perennial all-pro or pro bowl type of guy. Just a plug-and-play type of dude. I think he's going to be a tremendous talent for Jonathan Gannon's defense and just the start of uh, what they're building over there in Arizona. Yeah. So, uh, you know, great pickup for me for Arizona. So that's all I got for there. I 100% agree with everything you said. Um, and mainly, too, um, which kind of what I went into last time we talked about when Gannon was hired with Arizona, is they're sort of – in a way, starting from the bottom, I mean, as of right now, they have their quarterback, but, like, they don't have an identity. This is a guy to build an identity. Sure. Around, and that's something that you need. Absolutely. And they still need so much help on defense. It's like a it's, – it's sad. Oh, yeah. Honestly, but uh, getting that edge rusher to help wreak havoc there for the opposing quarterbacks is a step in the right direction to building a future, you know, uh, future uh, playoff contender. And, you know, in that really rough division. Yeah. So, Sunday, back on the clock with the Colts. Um, I think that the Colts have been just a carousel since Andrew Luck yep. buried them by retiring early. I remember that he got booed and off the field in Indy. Ridiculous. And yeah, I know. I think that Will Levis is the pick here. Mm-hmm. Okay. He just seems like the right fit. Um, he's walking into Pitt. He's got Pittman Jr. And who's their other receiver? Now I don't know. Dude, to be honest, now Alec Pierce. Oh, uh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pierce. Yep. So I mean, they still got one of my favorite tight ends, Mo Ali Cox. Love, love Mo Ali Cox. There, there's some pieces there, but. I, I just think that Will Levis makes the most sense. For yeah, I hundred percent agree. You think um, you can start day one? Yeah, yeah. I think I think he's gonna have. I, to. I think why not? Anyway, because <laughs> yeah. like, well, actually, they could Gardner Minshew over there, so he doesn't. That's have to. that's true too. And like, yeah, he doesn't need to start with. But like, Levis, um, you know, I won't say he's the most pro ready um, quarterback in uh, this draft necessarily, but at the same time, he kind of. Played in a pro-style offense in Kentucky. 
um, got no help in Kentucky. Their offensive line was terrible. When Wandell Robinson left last year, he had no receivers to throw to. He's built like a super soldier. Um, he's got a pro-level arm. He's got a huge arm. He can run, um, you know, throw him to the wolves, work out the kinks, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with Steichen over there. I'm sure, like, he'll, he'll draw up, like, a good scheme to make it work with him. I, I really hope that a lot of these coaches, um, and we saw it with Dable last year, uh, they played to the style of their quarterback. So they, they right off the bat, they'd be like, you know, what are you most comfortable with? What works for you? And then, you know, eventually brand, start, you know, adding to that. But start there, especially with young quarterbacks, and work your way up. Get them comfortable, get them developed, and then work your way up there. But, yeah, you have a lot of options. Um, you know, I'm sure you're going to be seeing a lot of slants um, his first year. But, I mean, I think it's a perfect fit. Agreed. Agreed, I do. And the guy can freaking sling it, too, as well. So yeah. a little bit uh, different from what India has done, as you mentioned, too, as well, with the uh, filling of the veteran quarterbacks these last couple of years. So they need to, you know, look themselves in the mirror and be like, okay, we need to build our team and uh, have that quarterback to, uh, you know, start, you know, building something around and whatnot. Yeah. So good pick for the Colts. Good yeah. pick for the Colts. Um, so that takes up – that takes us to Seattle. Um, I pick, pick five. Uh, now, Seattle obviously – you know, with the success with Gino last year, which wasn't expected. Um, he played terrific, um, earned himself another contract, a three-year deal. Um, and, you know, they had a great draft elsewhere. They really added to that team that was really barren. Of one of talent, the better drafts, I think, in recent memory last which year. Which one of the – and to say that about – to, to, to say that about Seattle and Tariq Woolen. Yeah. To say that about Seattle, who is historically – horrific at drafting yeah um that's that's really impressive and they have some needs like you know uh you know you can build that interior which you don't need to do um you know early on especially in, in top five um they could go jalen carter here um i think that'd be a big boost for them um but i think the move's anthony richardson like, Ooh, i like it look this guy, he's probably the most polarizing um, prospect in this draft because um, going into last year, a lot of like a hype was around him for his ability. I mean, he's like, you know, got a cannon of an arm. He run, he's six four, six five, like two forty, you know, two fifty. I'm so intrigued. By and him. and. Um, and like, you know, he, he does a lot of like Lamar-esque stuff. And, you know, last year, obviously, from a play standpoint, it wasn't great. But, you know, the flashes were like jaw-dropping flashes. And the big thing with him is like, he's raw. He's probably going to take a year or two to develop. And then you're good. Perfect situation. Uh, you yeah, go absolutely. there. You got Gino. The Seahawks hinted to that. Yeah, when, when and, they and, um they had Gino on the podium and stuff and stuff like talking about the possibility of taking a quarterback, and Gino was all for it. He was like, "I'll you know he could learn behind me and, yeah. and whatnot for a little bit, and then I could you know." And he loves the fit too. Anthony Richardson they said something different about Seattle. Like I I felt that was the best. You could tell they're they're building something nice over there. And yeah, you can let him sit, let him develop. Um, and then he could potentially be that next guy there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, like, I, I just think it's a no brainer. Um, 
like go for it because again with Gino, like also too, even with Gino, like was this year, you know, one hit wonder or we don't know. Like you don't. I, I'm not. I, I'm not necessarily expecting it to be, but at least you know you have a certain level of play that you can get by with and potentially make the playoffs with. Absolutely. Um, Richardson can sit. You know, work through the kinks, um, and then who knows? You can take the world by storm in a year, two years, yep. something like that. Yep. And depending on the year goes, as you just said, you know, you don't know if he's gonna Gino's gonna replicate that type exactly. of play and stuff. So we could probably step in. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Week eight. Yeah, I mean, I would still expect it to be at least a year, even if Gino goes sideways. Um, I don't think Gino's play will drop to a level so poor that they'll throw Richardson in there. Um, Like, and, you know, even if it does, I I don't know, I'd still let it fly at least a year. Um, But who knows? I mean, you know. Whatever can happen, but I think this is the the right pick for all parties. Agree, agreed. Um, I th- I thought like you know any like team that he can go to is a team that could afford for him to like sit for like a year, uh-huh. and the GM doesn't have to worry about looking over his shoulder. The coach doesn't have to worry about looking over his shoulder, and you know Pete Carroll not going anywhere nope. unless he retires or something yeah. like that. So it's a, it's a good fit for him. Um, so next on the clock is the Lions, and they're going to take my favorite player in this draft. And that's going to be Jalen Carter going there um, at number six. So um, they have uh, Aiden Hutchinson there to rush the edge. And um, which McCall um, and McNeil, the defensive tackle that they drafted a couple Ali, years ago. Ali McNeil. McNeil, who I really love, by the way. Yeah. To have him as a tandem with Jalen Carter, I think, is a great defensive line that they can really like build upon. Hutchinson, McNeil, Carter, yes. Houston. Absolutely. And they just built up that back end with CJ, GJ. And also, they got the corner from uh, Cam, Sutton, Cam, Sutton. Cam Sutton, too, as well. So, they're building up a nice defense. Over and the another, they got the other corner, Emmanuel uh, no, Mosley, right? Mosley, yes. Yeah. So, they're building up a pretty good team over there in Detroit. And defense, specifically, is what we're talking about. So, I think his pro comp uh, they had on NFL.com was Jeffrey Simmons. Yep. So, I think that is a perfect comparison for Jalen Carter. I perfect. think he could be just as good as him, if not maybe even better. Yeah. Um, I think he's plug-and-play day one starter, um, obviously. And um, just uh, not uh, just another move that Detroit's going to make to take them to the next level, especially with Aaron Rodgers departing. So this could be Detroit's, you know, division to lose, honestly. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I 100% agree. I think this is a no-brainer pick. Um, and, man, just like another instance of Detroit building the right way. Like shore up the trenches, you know, you have – you have your receivers, you have your running backs, you know, Jared Goff played at a high level last year. You have at least your quarterback, you know, that can get you by. Um, and now you're really showing up the defense and like with Jalen Carter, um, I'll say, like, I'll just say, I mean, even without him, I would say that they would be my front runner. Obviously you have, you know, the bears coming sure. up and, you know, the Vikings are still good and even, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Packers, but with Jalen Carter, especially, that pushes me over the the edge for me to say, like, I'm very they're, they're, they're my pick for the NFC North. Absolutely, and we'll even see what they do later on. We'll want to make exactly. Later on with them. Exactly. Hundred percent. Sunday, back on the clock. Got the Raiders. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of having to pick for the Raiders. It's, yeah, it's oh, a, Raiders a lot of hold, hold your ears. Well, this, is, this is the problem with a team like the Raiders is where do you start? 
Um, to be honest with you, I thought I was going to get the Raiders as we were going around, but I was like, nobody, nobody, nobody wanted them because yeah. I mean they're one of the easier ones in the sense where you can pick really anybody, but yeah. at the same time, it's it, like it, Raiders draft like just like the last couple of years, just draft right, someone right, that right, you so, wouldn't imagine so, going there. Do you, either of you know who the fastest player in this draft is? Because that's who the Raiders are probably going to pick. That's a good point. Well, Davis isn't in there. To do uh, that. But they have history. Sure. Let's um, see. Um, is it Witherspoon or Deontay Banks is really fast? Nolan Smith. Nolan Smith was. Um, no, I mean like tiny wide receiver fast, like that kind of speed. Um, Zay Flowers? No, I'm, I'm completely joking. Uh, <laughs> um, if I'm the Raiders, I feel like I'm leaning either – Tyree Wilson, or you know, I'm gonna make a surprise here. I want them to get Peter Skaronski. Sure. Ooh, okay. You know what? I like I like that actually. Yeah, Um, dude. Because I mean, one, it's a position of need. Two, um, considering the like, I don't know where to start with them. uh, Either. Like I said, you know how great the lions have done in the past few years with drafting and shoring up the trenches start there, like start there because all right, right now you have, you have the quarterback for the time being Jimmy G you have, you know, some receivers, you have Jacobs short, like figure out like a focus point. Cause like, yeah, their defense is horrific, you know, outside of Max Crosby. Um, But like, Poor Max. Yeah, but like, I mean, like you have Devontae Adams, you have Josh Jacobs, or something like. If you since you franchise tag Josh Jacobs and you brought in Jimmy G and signed him to like a three year deal, mm-hmm. if you like, fine, then fine, fine with that. But then, okay, give th- those guys all the resources possible to make that offense successful, and then you can worry about building. Because again, the Raiders should have. Little to no expectations for this next year. Yeah. Like, look at the division they're in, the conference they're in. Like, now, could something happen? Sure. Maybe Jimmy G balls out in that offense and Devontae, blah, blah, yeah, whatever. I don't think so either. Yeah, but, but, but I'm saying, but like, whatever. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, devil's advocate. Maybe sure, of course, of course. But, but you know what? Sure, up the, give the offense everything they can to succeed. And, you know, fill in defense where you can, but like, do that and then. Don't look at this as like stop looking at you know one year fixes like we gotta draft guys that are gonna help us try to push for a playoff spot this year just to get bouncing here. Build up the team slowly that you can compete in two years, yep, three years most. That would be a best case scenario for them yeah. because they like you like you couldn't have said anything better. Like their defense is just atrocious. I wasn't even looking at Skaronsky for them, but I like going I again, I didn't I didn't know like who I would have picked for them. Who I would have picked? But, I would have picked Christian Gonzalez. Okay. I was, and, and again, I was thinking him too, yeah. but, but and it still would have been a good pick. But sure. I, but I'm just like, you know, it's where do you start? But honestly, now that Sunday said it, I think Skaronsky is my pick for them. I think yeah. that's a great pick. Build up important spots and yeah. it makes it makes so much sense too as well. I mean, he could play even guard and tackle. Yeah. So that just that, that makes the most sense. Um, Connor, you're on the clock with the Falcons, but before we start, let me actually let's take a pause for a second. Yeah. All right, so Connie, 
and Sunday. We're back from our uh, little little brief intermission, and we got the Falcons on the clock. Connor, do you want a second to go through? And you got to go your guy. I have my guy. Right. Um, very easy decision for me. They're going to go Tyree Wilson, uh, edge out of Texas Tech. Um, Falcons are another team that, like, you know, they made some moves in this offseason, bringing on Jesse Bates. Um, you know, y- you can you can do a couple things here. Um I, I think, like, let's shore up kind of like that. Uh, they really don't have much of a pass rush. Um, I mean, Grady Jarrett's still there. He's, like, 80 years old. Um, <laughs> but outside of that, there's really not much. Um, get, you know, get your get your alpha guy in there and start something on that defensive front. Because um, you saw, I mean, their defense the last couple of years just getting picked apart. But you just invested in Jesse Bates. Um, so, I, I think, like, you know, sure, you could add a wide receiver here like Quentin Johnson, but you have Drake London. You still have Kyle Pitts. Um, Did they pick again in the first round or no? I don't think so. No, they don't. Okay. Yeah. I don't know uh, why. I thought they had two first or something like, like that. Like, you know, it's a deep receiver class. You can get a receiver in the second round if you want. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think Edge is a big focus on their point. Yeah. And Tyre Wilson is very, very legit. Um, you know, even as he's ranked here, I have him as, you know, again, my second best edge prospect um, in this class. So they should be happy with that. Yeah. Build, start building something like 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 I said, you know, kind of with the Cardinals, um, you know, build an identity. Um, and, you know, if you're going to invest, even though I spoke out against like giving all that money to Jesse Bates because you're not really a team. Like I, I said, I say it's a lot of teams. It's is he still going to be a factor when you're good again? Um, that was a good point yeah, to bring up too. And, and usually, like, I say no in those scenarios. But if you're going to invest, okay, make it worth the investment and make that defense, like, build around that investment essentially. Yes, agreed. Um, I think Ty, I think Tyre Wilson might be my, like, number three edge rushing prospect in this year's draft. But still, nonetheless – Still a great pick for the Falcons. When I say, I mean like traditional edge. So, oh, okay. like, like Jalen Carr, like Jalen Carr is obviously not an edge rusher, but no, I'm well, like pass rusher. Well, I have, I have Will Anderson one. Yep. I got Miles Murphy two. Yeah, and, and, then, and that's yeah. that's fine. I just wanted to make that clear. Like, sure, sure. Yeah. Okay, just don't, don't yell at me. Yeah, you know, yeah. I appreciate. It. Just but no, great, great plug and play day one edge rusher. Um, lot of lot of potential in Tyree Wilson. So I, I do like that pick for the Falcons too as well. And then I was, I was thinking about taking him for the Raiders. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so Bears on the clock. Um, where do they need help? Uh, still pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Um, got offensive line. You got defensive line. You got I know. Back. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go offensive line here. Okay. Then I'm gonna go Paris Johnson Jr. Okay. Out of Ohio State. I like that. Uh, give uh, which call it. Um, Justin Fields a little bit more protection. Mm-hmm. Um, Tevin Jenkins. Uh, he's still on the team. He's he more of a guard now. I don't know what they're doing with yeah, him. I, don't know I, what know, they're doing um, I know they tried moving him around and stuff like that. He might just be a guard now. I know uh, they're um, – who was uh, – who's the one guy, uh, the one um, rookie uh, offensive tackle last year that they had that was like – you know, not obviously not a high – I think he was a drafted free agent or something. Um, but Braxton Jones? Well, yeah, Braxton, Braxton Jones, yeah. Yeah. He like he played pretty good. All the, he kind of he had a really good start, and then he started to drop off a little bit. But he played pretty good last year to at least warrant 
um, you know, like starting. I think, yeah, Tevin Jenkins was playing right tackle. Um, but like, you know, have some like flexibility there. Like you, you don't have a set in stone right. thing. Paris Johnson will give you at least to start. Like, you know, we don't know how it goes, but like that's your guy that you want. Yep. You know, hopefully be your anchor and you can move guys around Absolutely. And, and see where it goes from there. And but you definitely need to you definitely need to add there. Yeah, so. and he's my number one tackle, actually, out of this draft. Yeah. I like him more than Skaronsky. Okay. Um, I think he's just just gonna be an elite talent the next level. So um, good position for the Bears, especially if Skaronsky's off the board. You still get my number one tackle prospect in the draft. So Sunday, number 10, you got my Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, you took my thunder. I was going to give you guys Paris Johnson. Were you? Yeah. All right, there you go. I'm kind of glad now, though, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. Like, at least on mine, it says team need wide receiver. I don't necessarily understand that. Yeah, I was looking at that, too, as well. And even guard, I was looking at that. Center is so another one. Maybe they're looking be... at So if all – if the draft were to pan out how we've mocked it up, I would almost trade back if I were you. Absolutely. Spots yep. here. Um, I could see that. Since we're, since we're not doing that, I'm going to I'm gonna give you guys – see, my heart wants to say Brian Branch after you lost Garner Johnson, but I'm going to go Van Ness. Okay. I like that a lot. I mean, there's a lot of buzz around there. that. He's been mocked there a couple times now. Yep. Um, I definitely like that. Um, you know, just because I know the Eagles and you can never have enough edge guys. And Van Ness is like, you can move him around a little bit. Yeah. He's like um, a, like a, almost like a Brandon Graham type of guy. Yeah. 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 If you want, yep. outside. yeah. He does. It, I think he needs to be a little bit more bendy. Yeah. To be honest with you. He's more of a power. He's more of a power guy. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, but you even saw him with those pads, like, just knocking him over hand in hand. So, like, I think they might utilize him more inside or as, like, a traditional D end. Um, you know, again, how they want to roll their packages and whatnot, you know, who knows. But So, can I get both of your thoughts? I feel like for our teams, we should each get – Okay, I like that. I like that. So I was going to interrupt you when you said Brian Branch because the Eagles don't value safety at all, um, as as well as running back. Those are in linebacker. Those are the three positions they never invest in high picks with. So as much as I would understand the whole Brian Branch because he could play nickel and he could play safety, he could be in the box too as well. You could you could line him up wherever you want. But Howie and company just don't value okay, it. Okay. So Lucas Van Ness is a good pick to me for them just because of what they do value. Um, I could have saw them going corner here. I was thinking Gonzalez, yeah. honestly. But with the whole lockup with Bradbury, the restructuring with um, Slay, and also the pickup with Greedy Williams being like a low-risk, high-reward type of player, I don't see them drafting another this corner. Early. Yeah, this early, no. Um, I see it more as something they'll address later in the draft to just, you know, replenish uh, that cornerback, uh, you know, room. Um, but, yeah, so I think this is this is probably, as I scroll down here, um, the best possible pick uh, for the Eagles at this point. Um, I could also see them going Nolan Smith or Miles Murphy here. Just another edge uh, that I could see them going. So um, even like um, I know they're getting a lot of buzz for interior defensive line too as well with uh, Kalia Cansey from Pittsburgh. 
Um, I don't know if maybe he'll go this early when the draft night does start, but I could see him going there too as well. Brian Breesey, I think, is another option yes. for them yes. um, in there as well. Um, but yeah, I but mean, that I would think be a trade over- back scenario. Like if they do like want to trade back, Bre- well, trade Brian Breesey, Breesey, be- Breesey, I see projected more around ten than I do Van Ness. Okay. Um, like I've seen Breesey go in the top ten quite a bit. Um, I don't really know. That's like a, I don't think he's a trade back prospect because he's a guy that like you trade back and you you might not know you not know if he's going to be there. Yeah. There's other guys that like the trade back where you're like expecting to be there. That he might be, but he's a guy that it's like you might be. Who knows? Right. He's like a Jordan Davis. I feel like right. last year. I mean, in terms of like of how course. that like rolled out. Yeah, and like when you do trade back, you have to have a handful of guys that you'd be happy with taking exactly. at that point. So if Breesy doesn't work out, maybe they have their eyes set on something else. Yeah. But Breesy, I think, would be a trade back candidate mm-hmm. um, for the Eagles if they do decide to do that. So yeah, that's my thoughts. All right, that takes us to the Titans at 11. Now, the Titans obviously have gone through the great purge. Yes. Um, and they've, you know, released everybody. So they really need everything, you could say. Um, I think what they're going to do is kind of like sort of like a BPA thing. Um, and or at least like in that range of, you know, the BPA, different positions, how you value them. Um, but – Right now, like, since, you know, none of the quarterbacks are on the board, you know, I, I'm still curious to see what they're going to do with Tannehill or Malik Willis, but they only have Traylon Burks as a wide receiver, so I have them picking Quentin Johnston. Oh, you um, took my pick. They get another, um, you know, some some say the best uh, wide receiver in this class, um, but he's the – He's the one wide receiver that's different in my eyes than all the others, like uh, JSN, Addison, Flowers. You know, a lot of those guys are slot guys or, you know, more like um, speedy separation guys. Johnston is your, I mean, Traylon Burks is somewhat like the AJ Brown replacement in and of itself, but Johnston sure. is also that as well. Big 6'4, like your alpha guy there. Yeah. You know, I'm sure like they're going to look at a lot of different things, but the way I see it right now, it's like you have so much to build upon and they're, they're, they're in like a different place than like the Raiders um, where it's like the, where do you start? Like, cause it's like a, where do you start? Cause you're kind of in flux. The Titans made it clear that they're completely rebuilding. So they can really start wherever and take like, like I said, the best player available. Um, but Give some weapons if you're going to roll Willis at some point, or at least, you know, going into next year, if you're getting a young guy, they're coming in with Traylon Burks and Quentin Johnson. That's a good one-two punch, young one-two punch to start with. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's a a scary offense to, you know, to start, you know, going with and stuff like that. So I I like that a lot. And you said it too, big frame, that alpha dog in there, Mm -hmm. and, you know, just tremendous speed too as well at the wide receiver position. Um, I am a little like, you know, kind of shell shocked with like the TCU receivers because of Jalen Rager and stuff like that. So, but you know, other than that, just, I think the comparison with the schools aside, this guy is totally different. This guy's yeah. ready to get ready totally to different than Jalen Rager sure. in terms of like the style. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, okay. So with the next pick, I think the Texans are going to run to the podium and uh, draft Jackson Smith and Jigba. Okay. 
okay. uh, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Um, just ahead of his time at, at his age. What is he? Is a sophomore? Is he a sophomore? Mm, junior. A junior? But still, ahead of his time. You know, he could still – he's a very reliable receiver, um, quick, um, can run pretty much all the routes in the route tree and stuff like that, and, and, you know, at his stage and everything. He's going to build up a good rapport with whatever quarterback is in there. Uh, for the Texans, we have Bryce Young going there and stuff like that. So, um, just again, pro ready wide receiver, ready to get that, you know, young, like, you know, like almost like a Burrow and Chase connection mm-hmm. at a very young age and keep it going for a couple years now. And um, yeah, I just see it as a perfect fit to help build that uh, offensive scheme up and stuff in Houston. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. I love JSN. Um, you know, the only thing I worry about is just health with him. Sure. Um, but again, you can just say that about really anybody injuries or not. Well, if that's, um, a, if that's a knock, like if that may be the only knock on him, that's, that's exactly hundred yeah, percent. Look in, in our draft right now, you have Bryce young coming in. You just traded Brandon cooks away, give him a legit weapon, you know, coming in and boom, let's see what you can do on yeah. offense. Absolutely. Sunday jets on the clock. Where are they going? Big pick here. Big pick here. I think I know they gotta. They gotta protect. Yep. The incoming quarterback. Sure. And they're gonna go down to Georgia. Yep. And take Broderick Jones. I, I knew that was the pick, and I agree wholeheartedly. I like that for them too. They as well. don't want help. I like they that. absolutely do. Yeah. Mackay Becton it makes the most sense. Mackay Becton's looking great right now, shape wise. He's lost a lot of weight. I actually, just saw a picture with. Makai Becton, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Francis Ngannou, which is like the strangest trio of guys ever. Um, but, but yeah, you can't bank on that. Like, I mean, that's kind of been Becton's downfall is his weight, and that's caused. I think it's been the root cause for his injuries. And you know, whether he comes back good and you have him at left tackle, or you have Broderick Jones at left tackle, or you move, who cares? You need to shore up that line. I mean that's the one thing left for them to really do on offense. And then you have a very good look when you bring in Jones and hopefully Becton comes back, you have a very good looking line. You have Aaron Rodgers potentially. You have Brees Hall, Michael Carter. You have Tucker coming back too. Yeah. And he, he was unbelievable last year before he got hurt. Um, you have that, the, the plethora of wide receivers there. You have a great defense. Like I'm telling you right now, I've said it for the last couple of months now the jets have the potential to be a very 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 scary team they do in a very good conference like yes. the jets could be like i said they get aaron Rodgers, they're a super bowl contender how legit that is yet to be seen with their other moves but how it's shaping up right now i would have them as a legit super bowl contender i i 100 agree with you i mean the missing link has got to be the quarterback right here because mm-hmm. what was their ending record last year? Nine and nine and eight. No, was it was it was, it was a losing record. Yeah, but even so, like you put in that quarterback that could actually you know yeah. play. I mean, you're I mean they should have won so many exactly because like, there were games where it's like the defense just kept giving them opportunities to win games and just they just couldn't do anything with Zach Wilson. So right, right. Um, so frustrating. Yeah, so frustrating. All right, Connor, you got the Patriots on the clock. Yeah, this is a tough one for me because, like, you know, Patriots. You know who I'm going to have the Patriots take? I think I know. 
I'm gonna go with Nolan Smith. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at him between him and Miles Murphy, and I was looking at the cornerbacks. You know, it's shocking some of these cornerbacks not falling in the top 15 in our draft, um, or I should say top 14 in our draft yet, because I have you know top 10 picks on grades on two of them, but. and the Patriots could very well do that. Um, you know, you have Jones um, as kind of like the the CB one there, but they they don't really have a, a strong edge presence. Um, so I think they're gonna. I think Bill is gonna love Nolan Smith. He just seems like a Belichick type player. Murphy does as well. Um, but for the sake of the argument, I'm gonna go Nolan Smith here. Makes sense. Um, I do like Nolan Smith. Um, I think he could possibly even go higher, honestly. Yeah. Uh, just a with lot of these guys can. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Um, I think uh, actually, no, they did keep Jonathan Jones. I could have saw a corner going here with probably mm-hmm. Bill licking his chops at like Christian Gonzalez. I think it's one. It's going to be yeah. edge or corner. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, okay, got the Packers on the clock, and what's the most likely pick that doesn't move the needle because that's what yeah, the Packers exactly. do. Where's a fullback? Uh, yeah, right. Um, I don't want to I don't want to talk bad about this player with what I just said because I think he is a good player, but I'm going to go Brian Branch here at uh at going to Green Bay. And that's just because with the loss of Adrian Amos, um, they're going to want something to sure up that, you know, secondary a little bit more. What a Packers pick. Yeah, right? Oh. It just it just makes sense, you oh, know. God. I was going to I was going to go maybe like a tight end, like a Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, I think a know, tight but, end would be perfect right. there. Um uh, you know, even like uh Brian Barisi, I could see. Sure. sure. Um like I would like that, Miles Murphy. Um but yeah, like I mean, they definitely need they need a safety, but I feel like going safety in the I know. first round. It's like it's it's like running back. I could like, just see it like exactly, exactly what you said as soon as I announced it was it's just the Packers the stick Packers to make, way, you know. And that's not to say that Brian Branch isn't or won't be a good player and potentially great for them, but it's just like, but you you know what the thing is with the Packers is. Just like I said with the Raiders, especially with the Aaron Rodgers stuff, it's where do you start? And it uh, we don't know how they're going to build this up yet. We don't know if they're looking at, you know, these losses and stuff as like, yeah. hey, we're building from the ground up or we're trying to do that quick little retool to still compete. There's a right way and a wrong way for what they should be doing right now. Do what the Titans do. I don't think they know. I don't. I, I don't think they do they either. Know, but – Tear it all down, like build from the ground up. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, their offense, like Bakhtiari's still there. He's 80 years old. Like, there's so many different things that they need to do. And safety would just be such a Packer move that my I, friend Brian might be on suicide watch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I, I get it. I was, I thought about going receiver, but I feel like it's just such a reach. I, yeah, you know, to go I, another receiver like that, you know, like a Zay Flowers, Addison. I think they're going to go like high teens, the twenties. I don't, I don't think it would be a reach per se. I think it's just what they, because like you can make a very good argument that they should go receiver because right now who do they have? Right, and you got Jordan Love coming in. They're going to need uh, to get a guy that's at least reliable. Which sure they could do in the second round or whatever, but. 
I mean, I, I don't know what their plan is. Like, yeah, I don't. I don't. Like, what do you I do with the roster? I don't know how that. Because again, are, are, do they have so much confidence and love, or they're just like, go out there and let's just see what type of ability you have, even with nobody. Yeah, and then we'll reevaluate where we are next year. Sure, because sure. that's what they should do. Yeah, but, but like and right now, Love is set up to fail because of what he has on offense. He is, game, but you know? he was set up to fail years ago when they. When he got drafted? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, when they drafted him and when they continued to stay with Rodgers, which they they still should have. I'm not saying they, they should have traded him because whatever, he still gave you that chance. They should have gone to the Super Bowl uh, two years ago. But – or well, NFC Championship game, I should say. Sure. But, like, I, I don't know what their, what their view of this situation is. I have a pretty dope like. secondary, though. Huh? They'll have a pretty dope secondary though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and and fine, that's a, that's a fine yeah, place to Stokes, start. Douglas, yeah. Alexander, and you got Branch. That's, that's, a, that's a fine place to start. Yeah, you want to win your again, games, but if you want to cre- <laughs> if you want to create a strength in a position group, I'm all for that in, in doing that. But it's just like have a vision for how you want to build this team. Yeah, I would trade Aaron Jones immediately. Oh, God. yeah. I mean, like that just goes without saying. 20, 28, 29 years old. He I mean, is, I don't know, you know? how like. Again, well, I mean, we saw in free agency that there's definitely, like, love for running backs still. But, you know, who cares what you get? Take a six-round pick back. Like, yeah, just anything. Get, yeah. Anything. Doesn't matter. Um, Sunday, you got a uh, uh, division rivals you're going today. Yeah, huh? You got yeah, the Washington. Eagles and you got Washington. Where are they going? Uh, Washington, they're just a mess of an organization. Yes. There could be like the obvious picks there, and I can see them taking like I don't know, like Felix and DK Uzama, you know, because they're just so random with how they pick. Makes sense. But I think they're going to make a fairly right move here, and it's what I would say best available. Could be wrong, totally my opinion. I think they're going to take Christian Gonzalez. Okay. I think that's a smart move. They have a lot of talent at wide receiver in the division that they have to deal with. So get get somebody who can play. And I think that's what they're going to be looking at, too. It's like that's exactly the case. And I don't understand why it's not a glaring need for them at cornerback um, because who's their number one? Kendall Fuller? Yeah, but like – and he's good, like he's good, but is he? No, do you want him as your number one. No, I think he's more of a slot dude. Yeah. Um, when he is on the outside, he t- tends to struggle a little bit. Um, so you do need that outside kind of corner. So it does make sense from that aspect. I don't know why PFF doesn't have it as a glaring need for them. Uh, I agree with you there. So I think this is the best possible outcome for Washington to have Christian Gonzalez, who could possibly be a top ten pick, falling this low. Yeah. And long corner, uh, fast corner too as well. He does have some speed to him. And he has good technique. He does struggle to jump routes a little bit, which is good because, in a sense, because you're not going to jump on uh, on uh, double moves too much, yeah. which is fine, you know, because that's what you see corners get really burned by is that double move type of thing. So, you know, good good outcome for them. So I have a hard time with this next pick. Okay, it should be the easiest pick for me to do, but with Witherspoon falling, it's tough to not pick him. But I just feel like Steelers Joey Porter like. Oh, uh, yeah, Joey fair, fair. 
Joey Porter going there. I can't, I like I can't not pick that. I, I respect mean, that. I, respect I, that. I, I do respect I, that. I feel like Witherspoon is better. Isn't his dad on the coaching staff? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Love it. I mean, I got nothing more to say there. I think yeah, that's just, I, 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 have just nothing, I have nothing to say. Yeah, I got, it's yeah, Joey yeah, Porter. Just makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay, so Lions on the clock here, too, as well. So um, I think they're okay at wide receiver. I know that's a glaring need here. But I do like, I think this is our first tight end off the board, guys. I think it's going to be Dalton Kincaid going to the Detroit Lions. Fill in for Hawkinson. Fill in for Hawkinson, too, as well. It solidifies that offense more. Dalton Kincaid could block. He could run routes. He could do a lot of different things. He's the best receiving tight end. Yes. For sure. Yeah, correct. And just another aspect to make that offense more dynamic. And we already addressed more defensive help with uh, the Jalen Carter pick going to the Lions at six. So you get another position of need, but also could be a best player available mm-hmm. type of situation for them too, because he is an all-around good tight end too. So I think that just makes the Lions even that much more complete. Absolutely. I agree 100%. Sunday, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. on the clock who need pretty much oh, everything. You can't make like a bad pick. Yeah. No, you can't. But I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm, I am going to do it. I think they're going to take Anton Harrison. Offensive ah. line. Struggling last year. Okay. Okay. I like that. Worf's going out really hurt them. Jensen getting hurt actually to begin the year. Donovan Smith. Yeah, not Donovan coming Smith. back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Marpet. Didn't they trade Marpet? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's I Houston, thought, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. He, I thought, oh, no, Shaq Mason. Yeah, Shaq Mason. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I, thought, I think Marpet retired. Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Um, yeah, I mean, I would have done the. I would have gone offensive line here. Um, I like Dewan Jones a little bit more than Harrison, um, but um, but still, I, I, I stick with uh, go offensive line. Like just try to bit like we said, do what the Lions do. When you have all these needs, you got to start over. Like the Buccaneers did what they they did what they sought out to do. They succeeded. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to start over. Start in the trenches. Absolutely. Absolutely. Connor, Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. So, um, again, you know. Yeah. Again, picking the Seahawks. Yeah. See, that's twice for me. So, um, yeah, I picked Anthony Richardson with their first pick. Um, you know, I still need some interior help, but there's not really a pick here that makes sense um, for them. Um, shore up the defensive line. Uh, I'm going to have them go on Brian Barisi. Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like it. I thought you were going to say Cansey at first, to be honest with you. Yeah, I like Barisi more than Kansi. Okay. Um, but that's just like a personal uh, thing. Um, I think, you know, he, he offers more. He's more disruptive um, coming out, and he can actually get after the passer. Uh, not saying Kansi can't, but I'm just saying I, I really like Brian Barisi a lot. Gotcha. I like it. Um, okay, you got the Chargers on the clock there. Brandon Staley at the helm, defensive mind and coach. Um, probably surprised this uh, guy dropped this low. But I'm going to have Devin Witherspoon oh, going there. God, what a – he's going to be dancing if he gets that. Absolutely, because yeah. uh, – whatchamacallit, J.C. Jackson really struggled out of the loop. We uh, – whatchamacallit, we both made that uh, comparison that it kind of reminded me of the Namdi Asamoah mm-hmm. type of acquisition the Eagles made where he just came to a new place and just completely just looked out of sorts. So if that doesn't work out, that really stinks. But you get another solidified corner on the other side of the field and – Plug and play day one type of starter mm-hmm. and ready to go, ready to go from there. So like that pick to solidify that secondary for the Chargers a little more. Especially they got Cleo Mack and Joy Bosa still on the roster, so they're gonna have good uh, pass rushing and you know 
what helps a pass rush is good coverage, yep. and good coverage helps a good pass rush. Absolutely. So go hand in hand with one yep. or the other. I think it's a great pick for them. Sundance. You got the Baltimore Ravens. Be more Ravens on the clock. Yeah. But before you do, let's just take a pause for a second. And we're back. All right. So I feel like right now on this big board, any of the top six actually makes sense here. I think that they are going to stay in state and take okay. Deontay Banks. Ooh. Okay, I like Banks a lot. I like Banks a lot. And, you know, that you know how the Ravens do with their defense. I was like, Banks or Miles Murphy. I was like, either one of those is a great pick for them. Um, you know, obviously, the, I don't think their secondary has ever been bad. Um, no, and they'll continue the process <laughs> of keeping it real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think the defense has been bad. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they would have done the same thing with Miles Murphy. But, um, yeah, I, I, I love this pick. I love Deontay Banks. He's – the young, I believe the youngest cornerback in this draft. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, because first off, he's, you know, he's got great size, great speed. He's lengthy. Um, and a lot of people, he's not raw, but a lot of people are like, if he reaches his potential, he could end up being, you know, the best cornerback in this class. Like, I could definitely yeah. see that. I could yeah. definitely see that. So I, I love this pick. And they have the familiarity, um, you know, right down the street. But you pretty much, yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, all right, so that brings us to the Vikings. Um, and now the Vikings, they also have a lot of needs. Um, they just lost Adam Thielen, so they could be looking at receiver here. Um, but I think that what we've seen from the Vikings, um, you know, last year is offense wasn't ever really the problem. Um, defense was their big problem, and they need – a lot of help there. And, you know, you have, uh, well, Darius Smith requested a trade. I think he's gone. He's gone. Is he, I, I don't, I don't really know. Or maybe, maybe he's still on the roster. He didn't yeah, request but a trade, whatever. Right? Um, Hunter is, you know, getting up. They're still a good player, but getting up there. Uh, I'm going to have him go Miles Murphy. Yeah. yeah I was gonna um, do too. And like, you know, they could go linebacker. I think it'd be a little too early to go linebacker here. Um, you know, defensive line, you know, there's Cansey there. But, um, yeah, I think Miles Murphy is the best player um, available on the defensive side of the ball um, with, uh, by a wide margin. So, they go Miles Murphy here. Absolutely. You get the – well, my number two ranked edge rusher going mm -hmm. in number 23 to the Vikings is a great scenario for yeah. them. And it shores up a lot of uh, big needs that they needed uh, last year with the, their defense. Because their defense was just atrocious. So, good pick by them for going uh, Miles Murphy. So – uh, Jacksonville at 24, and I am a, I'm struggling a little bit because they can go a lot of different places that I mm -hmm. think. Um, Tell you one place they don't need to go is wide receiver. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, they could probably wait to address edge in the second round because I think they would like someone to go with Trayvon Walker on mm -hmm. the other side, especially after losing Arden Key yeah. to the um, to, uh, Tennessee Titans. You know what? He's still on the board. I like him a lot. I'm going to go Kalijah Kansi yeah. here um, out of Pittsburgh. Uh, whatchamacallit? Identical numbers to Aaron Donald. Mm -hmm. um, and just a tremendous pass rushing moves by him, actually. Even coming out of college, too, as well. So solidify that defense a little bit more, the defensive line. And I think that 
he could end up going. I know a lot of the guys we pick could end up going higher and stuff like that in our mock draft 1.0. But yeah. uh, Kalaja Kansi going to 24 here to Jacksonville is a great scenario for that. Yeah. And look who gets another oh, NFC yeah. East team. Dude, jeez. The number one, one pick. We got to remember that. I want like the next pick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll take that from you. Don't worry. Connor's going to draft the punter. Oh, he's, <laughs> he's, he's taking the. Uh, <laughs> That's who, honestly, Sunday, with, my, with all due respect, I would have chosen him too for the, if I got the Cowboys. Oh, I would have too. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just it's, the Cowboys it's, it's move. What we do. Yeah. yeah. Especially with Tony Pollard getting his, uh, you know, fractured leg yeah. and stuff like that. And those Yeah. All right. Yeah. Giants. Connor will be happy because he's got two of the wide receivers he's been looking at. I love both of them. I'll give you. I'll give you Zay Flowers. I'll okay. give you your flowers. Yeah. You happy? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with uh, either uh, Flowers or Addison. Um, I love JSN Flowers and Addison um, on the Giants because I think they all fit. Like their style of play fits exactly what the giant, how the Giants run their offense, what they want. Um, Flowers reminds me a lot of Steve Smith um, because he's, you know, he's a he's a smaller guy, but he just put on I think like ten pounds of muscle. He's like over, I think he's like two, he's like close to two ten now, um, and he's got that that speed where he can go. He can attack a defense deep, like go straight up the field and has that first move that can get open in those post routes. Um, And, you know, I I just think that's perfect for what the Giants are looking for, where it's versatility. Um, You know, they're not really looking for, you know, size necessarily in their receivers. I mean, obviously, if you have it, great. Um, But they're looking for speed and separation. And that's what this guy does. He's very, very good in the open field. He's got great, like, you know, moves um, once he has the ball in his hands. Um, Same with Addison as well. Um, You know, he'll have an occasional drop here and there. um, But outside of that, I think he's a perfect fit for the Giants. Like, I I already know that, like, Shane and Dable are, like, drooling over him um, and JSN for that matter. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think it's a great fit for the Giants. I like it too. I actually like him a lot better than I do Addison, to be honest with you. Do you? Yeah, I do. I like, I like him a lot better. And I think it's a, honestly a dream scenario for the Giants if he falls to uh 25 at them. And I think it's a realistic possibility realistic that he will. For sure. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. So that brings me to the Cowboys and as, uh, you know what? As much as I want to pick Bijan, and I feel like there's a very realistic possibility that they do. I feel like – can I just give my input really quick? Yeah. Should be running back or tight end? Yeah. I'm picking Michael Mayer. They just lost Dalton Schultz. You saw the impact that Schultz had and Dak's, like, Dak's relationship with the tight end position. And that's, you know, Schultz, who I think is a – uh, a, a pretty good tight end. Like I think last week we were talking about tiers and we had like, you know, the elite tier where it's like Kelsey, Kittle, Waller, um, Andrews. and Andrews. And then you had the, I think like Hawkinson on his own tier. Like he's like the next level down that, you know, but he, he's very, very good. Not the elite tier, but like close to it, but he's on a tier of his own. 
And then there's a tier below that of the, you know, pretty good tight, solid tight ends and Dalton Schultz is in that tier. And I think Michael Mayer has all like, again, they call him baby Gronk. He literally, you watch his tape and you're like, that's Gronkowski. Um, so I just think that the Cowboys know the relationship that Dak has with tight ends that he requires and helps that offense run. And when you have uh, a guy like Mayer, who is the best blocking tight end in this class by a wide margin, but also a very, very good receiving tight end, um, he, like literally is Gronk. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. Um, you know, as much as I'd wanted to pick Bijan, because it would just be hilarious to me if they did. And again, Bijan's an unbelievable running back. Um, I think Michael Mayer's the pick. And I think it's a good pick for the Cowboys. I think it's a good pick for them too as well. They have a good tight end room with like Ferguson, who actually pretty ascended pretty well and actually looked good with like, you know, what he was put on the field and stuff like that. But losing Schultz and getting that, you know, safety blanket for Dak in that offense, especially after getting Cooks, you know, you got freaking uh, Lamb and then you got Gallup and adding another tight end to that group is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to add offense somewhere. Could be Bijan, could be a tight end, yeah. but I think they're going to add offense. Yeah. And, and, I mean, it's a deep running back class, which hopefully they, for your sake, identify and they realize they don't have to go Bijan in the first round um, to come out with another running back. Um, and Michael Mayer is legit as they come in terms of, like, he will have such a positive impact on this offense, um, both in the receiving game and the blocking game. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I got the Buffalo Bills on the clock, and I think they're going to go receiver. Um, could be Addison, but I think it's going to be Josh Downs really? out of North Carolina uh, really? is going to be the pick. I um, love the Addison pick to them. I do too, but I'm going to go with something that's like not too conventional. I love Josh Downs too. Yeah, and I think he's more fit for a slot type of dude mm -hmm. just because of the footwork. I think he has great footwork for what he is, and um, I just think that they're going to need him to get open in space a little bit or give him that extra cushion to space. So I think slot position is a good move for him. Uh, taking the role of Isaiah McKenzie um, since his departure. Mm -hmm. So you got the, you know, the stretch of the field, Stefan Diggs, you have Gabriel Davis is pretty dependable over there too. Well, not dependable, but, you know, could use another rebound here. Yeah. And then Josh Downs in the slot could uh, make uh, Josh Allen very happy. Definitely. So I see Josh Downs going there as the best fit possible for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And Addison actually reminds me a lot of Diggs. Um, like, a lot like re, like a lot of digs um in his style of play so in that retrospect i i do like josh downs bring something a little bit different to the right yeah. i like that too as well yeah. you know just just his strengths just like kind of complements that buffalo bills mm -hmm. offense a little bit more i kind of like that i could also see them going maybe a running back here too uh maybe they could go Bijan. um that'd be fun right that would be fun because they're, they're a team that it's like Again, they obviously they can afford. They to don't do need to, but they can afford to do it. And yes. like that would be fun there. Sunday, you got the Cincinnati Bengals up on the clock. Yeah, I think I'm going to make a surprise pick here. Ooh, where are you going? As as much as I love my boy Joe, oh. I think that they're going to try to go all in, and I like Bijan Robinson to the Ooh. Bengals. Ooh, especially you know, especially with the whole up in the air about Joe Mixon, your boy. They actually might be cutting him. I think actually a lot of the talk around the league right now is that a lot of executives think he's done. 
Like he's he's cooked. Especially losing P Ryan, which we love P Ryan, by the way. They're gonna want that other running back in there to like maybe actually probably was gonna take over the starting job. I was gonna say change of pace type of running back, but I think he's gonna take over. And, and, and hey, when you're in a win and not saying that like win now is like uh you know, because obviously they're built to win as long as Joe Burrow's there and, and Chase is there. Um, but like you, you know, definitely they definitely have needs, like you know, they lost Von Bell and Jesse Bates. Um, so they're second, and that, those are really the anchors of that secondary. Um, because you know, their cornerbacks are meh, I know he's good. I'm just saying, like, is he like a star, you know, CB? Well, where do you no. see well, where could you see him going at CB? Could be like Ken Smith, Kelly Ringo. I like Emmanuel Forbes a lot. Emmanuel Forbes, um, okay. But yeah, but still like Keely Ringo, Cam Smith, like all, all three of those guys are that next level here. Um, but yeah, I mean, why not go Bijan? Like th- there's teams that can afford to do it where like he will be a difference maker that can like in the playoff time, like where you can rely on that a little bit more when you know you have Burrow and Chase and Higgins and, you know, whoever else back there. Same thing with Josh. Why not? You yeah. Know, that That's a fine – that's fine for me. Absolutely. I like it. I like it. All right. So, number 29, we got the Saints on the clock, courtesy of San Francisco, giving their first-round pick to them. Uh, Connor, where do you see them going? Hmm. So, you got Derek Carr there. Um they could do a lot of things here. I'm going to have them go Osiris Torrance. Damn it. Uh, guard from Florida, who um, in my eyes is the best uh, interior line. Um, or, or I should say the best guard prospect. Um, yes. Because there's a, lot, there's a couple centers here who, you know, might project that guard who maybe project better than Torrance, but – uh, natural guard Torrance is the best uh, guard in my opinion, and um, yeah, sure of that, sure of that interior, right? You know, um, they they really could do a lot of things. Um, I think some of the things they want to do, they can do in later rounds, um, like you know, defensive line. Um, they could add a cornerback here. I could see that as well. Um, but besides that, I, I I think it's either cornerback or, or, or guard and. I think Oats, I, I think I, I have Osiris Torrance rated a little higher than the cornerbacks um, for a team in need. Um, so I'm going with Torrance. And sorry if I just stole your. You did, but. man. I was gonna select him with the Eagles at 30. To be honest with you, I think it's just a perfect Eagles pick. Tell you what, um, there's an Eagles pick on here that I like that is close to home. Ah, I'm struggling because I know I'm up right now. And I'm scrolling through, and uh, you want him to go with Gillardi. No, that's that's not that's not it. No, not it. He's saying close to home, so it's a school that's near Philadelphia. No, no, really, not close to. Are you from Philly? No, close to my. Oh, Baltimore. No, just never. Okay, I'll explain after you don't pick him. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick him. (laughs) Um, jeez. The Eagles are going to be so much more prepared than me. <laughs> um, I want to go Will McDonald, but they're not going to double dip with the edges. I see no. him close to home. Yeah. yeah. And I think he's very underrated. 
What, Mozzie Smith? Yep. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, they need defensive interior help with Jordan Davis, Fletcher we, Cox, yeah. and um, whatchamacallit, what the heck's uh, the other name? Any, anyway, um, yeah, that makes the most sense. I do want to take Ringo. That also makes sense. It does, it does, but I don't. I think they're going to wait till the second, the day two, day three to address that. Mm-hmm. I hate to, I hate to have you, you know, pick for me. Oh man, yeah. you don't have to pick that guy. Gonna go Mozzie Smith yeah. here. You know, just get that defensive interior help, and it's not a reach by any means. No. It's it's perfect where I, it is. I honestly think so. He's actually been kind of flying up boards a little bit more. Um, cause like earlier I saw him in like the third round and like the late second, but then lately I've seen him creep up to late first, early second. Um, but I actually think he's very underrated for like an interior position. Um, like, and I rate, I'm, I wouldn't say overly critical, but like, I feel like I rate my Michigan guys like pretty well. Like, you know, uh, you watch a lot of Michigan football. Yeah. Too. But like, but also like in years past, like there were guys that, um, um, not a Jabo who I, I like, but, um, who, who's the one that went to the Colts? Why can't I think of his name? Oh, um, the, year, the year before. Oh my God. Jesus. What is his name? Uh, I don't want to look it up because I know it's, I, it's driving me crazy. Quiddy Pay, yes, he went twenty or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Quiddy Pay, I was not like I wasn't big on Quiddy Pay. Um, I I thought that he was overrated, Um, but Mozzie Smith, I think, is underrated. Now Quiddy Pay is obviously playing a more integral position, but where the Eagles are, I think he's a perfect fit in there that he can thrive. Yeah, where he doesn't have the pressure of being like, you know, the Aaron Donald type guy that's yeah. like everything revolves around him. Right. He's got Jordan Davis, Fletcher Cox, you know, Mill Williams. Yeah, all, all these guys around him. Reddick coming off the edge. Marlon Tuipilatu. I just like saying the name. You say it. I just like saying the name. Yeah. But, just the uh, fact that I can pronounce it, to be yeah, honest with yeah. you. Yeah. yeah that's, that's the reason why I like saying it. But Eagles address a big need that they really, really like. Um, with going Lucas Van Ness at 10. And then, of course, Mozzie Smith, a double dip with the uh, defensive line. And I like that. I do. Yeah. I like that. Because I know how important it is after watching so much Eagles football over the course of my life. Uh, Sunday, last pick in the first round. Here we are. Number 31 to the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, in this they can afford to do anything, obviously. In this scenario, yeah. you, you got to go. Got to get that dog. Yeah. Got to go oh. patty out. Yeah. I'm gonna go Jordan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, was, yeah. I know. I was yeah. like, on I was like, I was like, it's an obvious, it's an obvious yeah. one. There's still good like tackles yeah. up on the board and stuff like that. So I thought you were gonna go there, but they also they just got Juwan. Yeah, they also just got Juwan Taylor, and they also signed another right tackle, didn't they? Well, they lost Wiley to yeah. the Commanders, um, or maybe that's void. That's vacant right now. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know, but I mean, Jordan Addison makes all the sense in the world because. He would fit in that offense beautifully, and they need, like, they don't need, but, like, embarrassment of riches to have Addison come in there. Like, you got Kelsey, Addison, Tony. Um, MBS is still there. He's still there. Is, is he signed? He or, is. Okay. I think, I think the word was they were, they were talking about, like, cutting him. Mm-hmm. Not the Chiefs, but, like, just um, yeah. reporters and stuff like that, but – I think he's gonna stick it out. Because 
there's I don't think there's a world where they don't go wide receiver with this pick. Like, I don't know if Addison's going to be there. I don't know if Flower, like whoever, but like, I think they got to go receiver here because they lost Hardman. You lost Juju. And again, not that these guys are whoa, but, right. but still you lose these guys. Tony, you can't really rely on with his injuries. You need guys and Addison is legit. And, you know, I think immediately would become your number one receiver there. Absolutely. And just, as you said, embarrassment of riches, which is going to really bode well for that offense. I'm sure Andy Reid would run to the podium oh, for that one too, yeah. which which is awesome. All right, so guys, that's our first mock draft of the year. Um, wrote, wrote all the names down so we don't double dip with like a future mock draft that we may do. And if it was up to me, I would do this every week up until the draft. So, yeah. you know, we can, we can do other things too as well, but I would do this every week. Um, but anything else you guys want to get into tonight? I'm trying to think. I yeah, mean, I'm trying to think too. Like, I mean, Jeffrey Simmons is the other big topic that's going on right now. That uh, trade speculation. Yeah, stuff like I that. mean, there so, is that. Um, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, but you know. Yeah, like him, it's weird because, like, like I said, I get what the Titans are doing, but if there's one guy I would keep, yeah, it would be Jeffrey Simmons. Exactly, and I. Build around that because um, you got exactly you got to build somewhere. Um, but are you in the, are, are they in like the point where they want to like allocate money towards like that position? That's well, I think that's well, that the reason not, that's yeah. the reason why he's available. Sure, um, and 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 that makes sense. Like if you for your vision, he if wants you're, Donald money. Yeah, right? if you're and and he deserves it. Um, yeah. I mean, like he deserves it in the sake of like. What, $30 million dollars a year or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he gets 30, but like he'll get he'll get you know, 25. He'll get yeah, he'll get, he'll get 25. Like, like um, um when we were talking about it actually through text message where I mentioned the Jeffrey Simmons mm-hmm. and how like the Eagles like are pretty I, I could see the Eagles being in on trading for yeah. him. And you're like, hey, it's gonna be five years, 105 at the minimum, yeah, minimum. for him. Yeah. Um, and am I okay with that? And I am just because like the pass with Fletcher Cox and like I know how like I, I mean he's money. worth it. Sure he is. Like, but I think it's gonna be more in the ballpark of five years, 120, 125 million. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I was saying like the the baseline, but uh, but yeah, I mean he's he's definitely worth it. It's just like. It just every team is in a different situation, cap yeah. wise, roster wise, compete wise. I mean, the Eagles doing that, that's like, uh, hey, we're still expecting to get back to the Super Bowl and this time win it. Like, sure. I mean, I can't argue, I can't argue with that. Any other year, I could see the Eagles doing it, but the more I kind of sat on it, I was like, well, they still need to allocate money towards Jalen. Um, and just other like roster stuff. It just doesn't do. fall in the right. It like, do, it's not the right time. The right time. Yeah. yeah. Like it's just next year, different stuff. story maybe. Yeah. But this year, with like all the contracts coming in, they actually kept a lot of players that you know that they didn't expect to keep. Yeah. So not not the right time. But yeah, you know, I, I do. I, I don't see how they get rid of him. Um, I can see other players going, like a Bayard. I can see him going. I expect him to be going. Yeah, I can see yeah. that going. I can see the Eagles maybe being in on that. I expect you know, that Philly as well. native Philly from guy. the area. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. I wouldn't break that. Ah, no, of course not. Yeah, but great player. Makes sense. Um, but all right. So I think that was the kind of the last thing that we had going around the league and stuff like that. So I got nothing more for you guys. So with that said, I'm, I'm okay cutting it, cutting it here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, cool. That's it for me. All right. Cool. 
Uh, next week, we'll get into uh, more draft talk, which we're going to be talking about up until, you know, draft night. Absolutely. So, um, and anything that else happens around the league, we'll, of course, address that first before we get into all that stuff. So, with that said, i got nothing more to give you. So, peace. Peace.